With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mark Watson is on the line. Watto, where are you? How are you? Who are you? Yeah, afternoon to you boys. Welcome. Yeah, look, I'm currently in China at the moment in a place called Hongshu, which um, is hosting the, which recently just hosted the Asian um, Games and now hosting the Asian Para Games. And I'm just over here as a commentator, a um, bit of a late call up, while at the same time I've just finished a long stint overnight uh, remotely doing commentary for the Pan American Games, which are in Santiago, Chile. So I've just done rowing and then I've just done beach volleyball and now I've got to go and prep throughout the day because tomorrow I have track and field at the stadium for the para games so you're yeah, living the dream um but I have been watching the All Blacks and you know I Bob first to put my hand up and say that I wasn't convinced but we are possibly witnessing one of the great redemption stories with Ian Foster mm. well that was going to um, be my first been... question yeah Please, please, Steve, ask the question and I'll give you an answer. <laughs> well, I just think I remember a few weeks ago you absolutely reading the right act to New Zealand rugby, to Foster and to the All Blacks. And, um, yeah, I was just really looking to see where you are at the moment mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. No, look, and, and, and I don't have any problem with it either. Um, you know, I'm not a coward wise after the fact. You, you can't sit back and wait. I think as New Zealanders, when the All Blacks don't perform, I think we need to ask the hard questions. We need to continue to put pressure on this All Black team. That's what we've always done. Um, you know, it's we, we can't reduce rugby, Steve, to once every four years and write everything off in between in the name of trying to build. You know, we lost last year to Ireland. The nation was upset. We're allowed to question the credentials. We're allowed to question um, this All Black team. And we should always do that when we lose to South Africa. Ask the hard questions. Put the pressure back on this team. We lose to France, ask the hard questions because the moment we stop asking those questions, the moment we stop caring, then I think this all-black team becomes a lesser team. They've always said that the hardest job in New Zealand is being the all-black coach because of the pressure that goes with it. Um, And I think without the pressure, I wonder whether you do get some of those performances that we have seen, particularly the game against Ireland. So look, full credit credit to the all-black, well done to Ian Foster. don't mind copying it, but as I said, I, I'm not going to sit back and make a decision or have an opinion after the fact. I mean, you know, we ended up beating Ireland. It could have gone the other way. I'll still say this. We've still got to go on and win this World Cup, though. Um, you know, if we don't win the World Cup, we are no different to Ireland. We're no different to Argentina. We're no different to England. We go home with nothing. And so, um, yeah, I, I will continue to critique and put pressure on the All Blacks if they're not performing in between World Cups. Um, but also, too, I, I do believe that even if we win this World Cup, I'm not sure that rugby in this country is particularly healthy at a club level, at an NPC level and the Super Rugby level. And I hope that New Zealand rugby is smart enough to identify that if we, you know, if we go on and win this World Cup and don't just sort of believe that everything is OK. Mate, where are you sitting? Uh, obviously, astute judge of the game. Where are you sitting uh, for this weekend? 
Yeah, I, I thought England might push South Africa hard. I thought they might just play that niggly England game. It didn't surprise me. I didn't get a chance to actually um, watch it because I was having to do commentary. Um, so I will watch it shortly. But I was following the updates and I saw penalty after penalty. Mm. Look, I think the All Blacks can win this game. I think the All Blacks will go into this slightly fresher. Um, I think that I think we know how to beat South Africa. I'm not sure that South Africa completely understand how to beat us because I think we have a few more dimensions to our game and I think they're a little bit all one-dimensional in the way they do play it. What, uh, there's been a few, um, well, there's not many selection issues for the final, but there is one which is kind of coming up. Cody Taylor seems assured of the number one um, first selection, but who's on the bench? Is it Dane Coles or Samasoni Takiyahu? Who would you go for? I'd go with Samasoni Takiyahu. I think he just brings a little bit more physicality if we do need it. Um, I think that I think that Dane Coles and Cody Taylor are similar to a degree. I think they're a little bit more mobile. Uh, I think they tend to play a little bit. I think Coles is a little bit better in the loose, and so I just like that phys- physicality. But but I would probably still make the one change. I'm not sure that defensively Mark Talia is where I'd want him to be at the moment. I think he missed a couple of tackles yesterday. Brilliant on offense. Mm. Um, but I just wonder whether Lester Whanganuku, um should start. And I'd be interested to get the thoughts of um, Steve on this one. Uh, I think Talia, um, I think he's first picked winger. Uh, yeah, I like. I, I don't disagree that um, Leicester should be there, but uh, it's just a matter of um, trying to fit him in, really. Like, you're not going to drop Will Jordan, and they, no. they're, they're certain of him playing at, at, on the wing, and they're not going to drop Bodie at fullback. So, yeah, I just think um, I, I take Talia. Um, I just think he's got a... A bit better all-round game. Um, he carries the ball well. Um, he kick receives well. He kick chases well. Uh, maybe the kick chase a little bit better than Leicester for me. But yeah, it's a it's a toss of the coin as well. Like it's it's really chalk or cheese. Um, and depending on what game they want to play, I guess. What are you've you've been in, you've been at yeah so high performance sport level for a long time. Obviously, we get an extra day to recover. How big a part do you think that's going to play for us? Oh, yeah, I think a lot. Um, I, I, yeah, I think 24 hours is big when you get to this level. I, I, I think you are dealing with really small percentages. But I also think, too, that, you know, we've had South Africa have had this, this enormous, mm. enormous uh, mental game against the French last week. They've had to do it again today. Boy, they've had to dig deep. They've had to go to that dark place both mentally and physically. Mm. And they've got to try and find it for three weeks in a row. Um, and I think that was always the challenge. And that's where I think I was concerned about the All Blacks is trying to win three big games in three weeks and I think for us we probably didn't get that big game against Argentina um, I was hoping you know maybe we were a little bit off yesterday so it just reminded us of what was required but I think we've got the momentum um, so yeah look I think I think that does play an advantage uh, history will be a big part of it I think we fear South Africa but I think South Africa probably fear us a little bit more Um and uh, you know we know how South Africa play. Mm. We've seen what they do at the bench. We see, and I think I think that gives us the upper hand. Uh, uh, Steve, look, just going back to the original point where you questioned me about, you know, I guess going after the All Blacks. But when you but when you were in the All Blacks, and serious question, when you were in the All Blacks, I'd imagine you understand the weight and the expectation that does come from the public, and that you know if you do lose, a nation mourns, and that is 
part of what it means to be an All Black, and that pressure's always there. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, it was actually nice to leave the country and get away from some of the stresses and factors and be in another country where it's not so intense. I, I, not stresses, I guess. The, the intensity, you like it was. It's it's pretty intense environment. Everyone wanting a little piece of your time. So it was it was nice to get away from having that at you, having rugby at you twenty four seven everywhere you went. Um, fully understand the pressures because um, you know it was we lost the semi final in two thousand and three and. I reckon comfortably for two years, um, every time I walk into a pub, someone would have a go at you for being a loser. Um, pretty horrific straight afterwards because um, certainly the intent and we weren't trying to lose a, a game of footy, but uh, it, it is it is pretty – it's a brutal it's a brutal thing and, and, you know, that comes with the territory. But, um, yeah, it's part, of, it's part of being it. It's why it's um, so special um, team to make because, um, because of the pressures and everything that goes into trying to get there. So – um, wouldn't have it any other way. It comes with pressures, but you you got to you got to learn to deal with them. Yeah, I mean, you imagine that we all just sat back and said, "Hey, look, judge us on the next four years." I mean, we would have had twenty four years there, wouldn't we? Between World Cups, where we have no expectation, and I've said this in the past: the All Black brand is about winning. And that's what we sell. That's why we still. That's what the commodity is that we're selling. And so we can't afford to compromise that between World Cups, and that's why we still need to be tough on coaches, tough on players. Uh, Dean Butler, did I not yes. get a text during? I mean, mm. we, we've talked about Steve talked about the two years after the World Cup, walking into a pub and being called a loser. Yes. I got a text from you. You you're still calling them a loser, aren't you? Haven't I got a text that says I've got to work with that loser? Yeah, I've look, got to work with that Steve Devine. That was just a personal. That was just one. That was not a group chat. That one, Warrior. That was just between me and you. But oh, sorry, um, mate. I'm oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, that was a difference to Steve as well. There's a lot of Steves out there. That was McIver, actually. That's yeah. That's I'm not too far. I'm not too far going outside and start picking up dog shit again. <laughs> what I've got two questions for you. Uh, my first question, Watto, is how's the Rugby World Cup coverage in China? Oh, it looks limited. Um, no, I mean, people I'm working with, and I'm working with United Nations here, I've got some commentators that, that I've been working with based in Spain and some out of Malaysia and different parts, and they all seem aware of it. I came downstairs yesterday for breakfast after having got up and watched the All Black performance and gentleman from Malaysia said, oh, you'll be smiling this morning, Mark. He knew what mm. had gone on. Um, but here in China, no, not a lot of coverage at all. Um, you know, um, second, yeah, second question. That... Second question is, what's the local, what's the local beer in China? What's, what's your go-to? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I, I couldn't actually tell you that, Steve, because I, I, it's one of the strange things up here. They place so much emphasis on their food. Their food is just stunning. And that, trust me, they eat everything and anything, but it is amazing how much time and effort and energy they put into their food. But you go into a lot of restaurants and beer is just not something that is made available. It's just not part of the sort of culture that we get when we tend to go and get meals. I had a nice little meal mm. at a Japanese place just across the road, and I went to my default setting, which is a nice cold assai. I do enjoy a nice cold assai. Mm. Um, but I was walking through, I was with some chaperones the other day who were looking after me when I was doing some cycling commentary last week, and I was going through a lovely mall with all of these restaurants, and they showed me the little translation on the app, and they wanted to know whether I eat bullfrog. <laughs> and I was like... And all I could think of was a giant Australian toad. Yeah. You know, that hisses v at you. VB and had washed that sure down enough, pretty good, I reckon. I know. Sure enough, I walked past yeah. uh, 
a restaurant and it sort of had like a almost an animation looked a little bit like a mcdonald's restaurant right. and it's you know bullfrog mm. deep fried wok and it must be a chain you know oh. and you can sort of go in and get your hot chips your coke and your bullfrog <laughs> um, and and I, I i'm pretty good on most of my foods but there are just certain things where you just conjure up an image and go yeah nah yeah, nah. I've just put um, a line. I've just put a line through China as my uh, January holiday Christmas uh, holiday period place. <laughs> oh no, I'd come. It's a stunning. It's a stunning country. It's amazingly Mate. beautiful. You'd be surprised at how, you know, we. I, I guess we tend to have this negative connotation or um, stereotype around China, mm. but I've got to say, man, everybody's happy. Everybody seems to have a really high level of freedom. There's, you know, everyone dresses the way they want to dress. Um, the streets are absolutely amazingly clean, but the scale of everything is just unbelievable. I mean, I'm here in the city of Honshu, which is two hours out of Shanghai. Uh, most people probably wouldn't have heard it. You should see the facilities. Unbelievable. The basketball stadium, the track and field stadium, the swimming pool. I mean, they're on a scale and a degree of quality that we could only dream of in New Zealand. So, um, yeah, I've got to say, I've sort of thoroughly enjoyed my time up here, to be honest. Mate, no beer and bullfrog entree, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, but at least at least up here, Steve, you wouldn't be called a loser. <laughs> Watto, what we just had a text come in. It's got, hey, Watto, and then in capitals, apologise to Fozzie. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apologise to Fozzie. No, look, I'd be more than happy if we go on and win this World Cup to go up to Ian Foster and congratulate him, saying, hey, look, mate, I was a bit tough on you, but well done, great redemption story. But, you know, I mean, if everybody thinks, you know, I'm not one of these people, as I said, I'm not a coward-wise after the fact. People only need to remind themselves how they found after that Iden loss last year, after the losses to Argentina and Christchurch, even after how they felt in the loss. I mean, Steve's different. Steve, to be fair to Steve, he's been, you know, the strong. contrary to popular belief, he's arguably the most strong is the word, what I... <laughs> Yeah, he, he's arguably the most intelligent Australian I know because he has stood there, to be fair to him, and said, no, look, 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 it's all about the quarterfinal. And he, he, he did explain, and there's some, clearly some merit in it, that 2003 they hit the ground running, they were bulletproof, they mm. were fit, and then by the time the semifinals came, they were past their peak. And to be fair, Steve, I mean, you read this 100% correct, mate, and I never thought I'd say that, but, yeah, you actually showed... Well, you didn't, you didn't say it, you didn't say it at all. What, what you said was I was a loser. That's what you said. I, I think it was a compliment. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, no, no. I said you were a loser for losing the 2003 <laughs> World Cup, mate. Hey, what, what do I tell you? What, I, haven't, you, you I haven't forgot it either. You would be proud of Steve today, mate. He has, he's gone hard um, against the English and the way they play, and he's, he's actually said on air he'd rather uh, collect dog shit than watch the English play rugby, and he's got a lot of support. No, look, I agree with him. I mean, what Steve says too. I mean, there was a point there, isn't it? I mean, we all agree that New Zealand and the way they're playing the game is the way we all want to see the world being played. It's been interesting with the appointment of the referees. I think they're starting to realise the Southern Hemisphere referees allow the game to flow a little bit more and world rugby are wanting to have a, an entertaining product. I guess my concern in the past, and I think we saw it in the first French game, is unfortunately sometimes we have to play test match rugby. And the definition of test match rugby for much of Rugby World Cup has been the way England play. Um, and it is nice that the Southern Hemisphere nations are showing the rest of the world again how it should be played, even though, ironically, sort of South Africa probably 
you know, I guess play more of a Northern Hemisphere style at the moment than what we historically expect. But I agree with Steve. I mean, they play dreadful rugby. They've never evolved. They're pretty damn predictable. Um, and I'd like them to make the World Cup final because I think we would have thumped them and thumped them comfortably. Uh, but yeah, for the greater good of the game, I'm pleased they're gone. Yeah, I don't think you're alone in that one too. What a, uh, what a, for the final itself, there has been a little bit of, not a red flag, well, funny I say that, um, Scott Barrett got a yellow card yesterday and wasn't put back on. How do you think the coaches are going to address this? Because, you know, against the, if that, if that happens against the box, that could be catastrophic. Yeah, look, I mean, it's hard though, isn't it? Every referee seems to have a slightly different interpretation. One player in one game gets a yellow card for cynical play, yet we see cynical play in another game and nothing is done. Mm. I think we saw a similar situation with Aaron Smith in that Ireland game, didn't we? And then the following day in the France-South Africa game, similar situation and nothing was done. Oh, look, at the end of the day, we had that game in the bag, didn't we? I mean, it was one of the interesting comments about how badly World Rugby have screwed this up when you've got a semi-final where one team can decide to play with 14, Mm. even though they have the option of playing with 15 because the game had already gone at that point. Oh, look, discipline's going to be a big thing. Um, but, you know, refereeing. I, I just hope, and I, I think Steve agrees with this, and maybe it's a discussion you guys can have beyond this phone call, but we've got to stop South Africa from trying to slow the game down all the time. Uh, I mean, what was with the Argentinians yesterday deliberately taking their boots off to try and rest? <laughs> you know, the game, mm. the, game, the game rewards at the moment big, bulky, boring forwards, smash and bash yet doesn't actually reward teams who play open and expensive rugby because teams can shut it down by feigning injury or, you know, mm. doing up their boots and maybe asking for HIH, etc. So, you know, I think it's an area that the game does need to address and certainly hopefully Ian Foster and Co can, you know, maybe get that out in a press conference, create a little bit of a discussion around it and just subconsciously put that in the head of whoever referees that final. I think I think we're we're starting to see some change. Like Ireland play a good brand of rugby. Scotland has started to yeah. play a good brand. Of, the French have played some good rugby this year, and even Africa against the French uh, in that first forty minutes played mm. some good rugby. I, you know, I think the world is demanding it to be a little bit more open and free flowing, and let's just hope that it goes there because our game is governed by. Predominantly Englishmen, I think that should change because there's a there's a whole big part of the world that needs rugby to be more expansive and more time ball in play than than what we see from the English and those sort of people who make those rules. Yeah, uh, without doubt. I mean, you're in a competitive market, aren't you? You're. Um... Yeah, you're coming up against you know basketball. We've seen how big that is globally now, and kids wanting to play that. You've got. Um, the head concussion issue, which is a big run around the world. And so if you're going to have those issues, how you're going to appeal to kids is by having something that's exciting, that's something that's sleek, that's something that's fast. And, you know, we've always set the standard. Um, And, yeah, I don't think World Rugby have got a choice. But they've also got to stop playing lip service in terms of saying, hey, we're developing the game globally. Um, You know, we've seen the Italians never really progress. Disappointing Scotland at this World Cup, but I think Mm. you make a good point. They're certainly a better rugby side than they have been in terms of the way they do play the game. Um, But, yeah, I think the game's got some challenges. It's just whether those home unions and those home nations can actually 
you know, buckle to the pressure and make that shift. Um, but yeah, boy, I don't know what it is with the English, but they just just the, they just always return to type, don't they? Slow it down, kick the three points, play 10-man rugby and bore the hell out of the bus. <laughs> what, before we uh, let you go to your bullfrog on toast, uh, any last words for the people of New Zealand uh, for the uh, World Cup final next week? Oh, look, I just hope we win it for the sake of nationalism. Um, it's really important. It really is important. As I said, I think rugby's in real trouble here. We need this. We need this to lift everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, South Africa, boy, it's going to be tough. I just mm. couldn't handle if the South Africans beat us in this one. I just want to reassure people that I've spent a bit of time with Steve Devine. Forgive him for 2003. He's not a loser. Um, he's a loser, mate. He's a bit... No, no, no. He's actually doing a calendar at the moment, Steve, and I'm Pardon? getting a copy. He's even going to sign it, shirt on, shirt off, yes. you know? Shirt Hello. Shirt's coming off, mate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you should get. You should put yourself down for one, Dino. <laughs> what? A, I'd, I'd have to go on some extreme diet, mate. If you've got anything up your sleeve, you've got any pills? I can get, get something in China for me. China. Yeah, bullfrog, mate. Bullfrog. <laughs> Trust me, you'll throw up the moment you eat it, mate. And you'll become a bulimic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. Hey, what a mate. Thank hey, you so. Oh no, go go for it. No, I was just going to say, Dino. We must catch up at some point. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. What? Yeah. I'd love to, mate. Love to, indeed. Yeah, no, no, you're an attractive man in a very platonic way, Dean Butler. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Wado. So are you. Back back at you, big buddy. Okay. All, all good. Right. Hey, um, yeah, hey, and just in all fairness, um, Steve Devine, you got this one hundred percent spot on and I'm so pleased you did, mate. We're not there yet, mate. We've got one more to go. Yeah, absolutely. Cheer, Take care, boys. Cheers, Watto. There you go, folks. Mark Watson all the way from Hongshu in China. Well, interesting about I like that question you asked him, Steve, about the uh, coverage. What's it like over there? You know, because you don't, it's, and he's, like what I said, he's getting small bits, but not much, you know, and occasional, just depends. Yeah, it's hard to know. I've never been to China, so it's, it's I haven't hard. been to China either. No, but it doesn't, I'm not, it's I don't of, really want to visit China. I think it probably, I've always thought it would be sort of similar to Christchurch, China, for some reason. I don't know why that is. What, sort of flat with a massive one-way system? Yeah, or? I don't know, just, just I don't know. Mm, okay, interesting.